0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/tech. All lowercase. That's Shopify.com/tech.
2: All right, let's get back to some boring
3: subjects. Understand the risks to our country.
2: Freedom brings people
3: together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com.
0: Welcome to We Are Libertarians. This is episode 306, recorded on August 9th, 2018. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Today we're going to be covering Alex Jones. We're going to talk to our friends from the Launchpad Media Network, Johnny Rocket and Raylene, and Chris gall is here, and that is coming up here
3: in just one moment. Warning, this show is for adults, produced by semi-adults. So the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh Welcome to We Are Libertarians, where our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. We examine current events from a libertarian perspective while treating modern politics with all of the irreverence it deserves. There has been lie after lie. We toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, a 15-year veteran of politics and media, Chris Chris Spangle.
0: Welcome to the show today. Thank you for joining us here on We Are Libertarians. Joining me is Chris Galt. Chris, how are you today?
2: Woo! I'm hyped! <laughs> that's
0: the best intro of a show I've ever heard. Yeah. Man. I know. It's uh, <laughs> it's, it's a little weird. It, I, I, you know, I'm such a creature of habit that it's hard to... Change it up. To change it up. But uh, that's Oh, a, man. It's great. Yeah. So, But no, I got it today about an hour and a half ago and I was like, holy shit. Yep. This is great. Uh, joining us on the line is our friend Johnny Rocket and Raylene from Blast Off and also the Launchpad Media. Johnny, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing
1: good, Chris. For having me on, man, it's a honor. I have never been on your show, man, and I've been waiting to get on it for about. What, three, two or three years now?
0: Yeah, I don't so know how man. you've not come on. I mean, I don't do interviews. You know, my, my show, I'd, I've had Mark on once or twice. I've had uh, Roger on once, I think twice. Uh, but I've never had you on. So I apologize for not having you on. And I'm glad that you, you insisted to come on. You insisted. And yeah, I And I'm glad I that you I'm did. The, get me on the damn show. Yes. That's what it's all about. <laughs> now, tell us about your, your lovely co-host, your new co-host, and tell us a little bit about the new show that you're doing. Well,
1: uh, Raylene. So, um, well, it kind of started when I, me and Alexander Meyer, who does the new Agorist Beer Company, uh, he and I were working on a project because we were working on Liberty Force comic book together for issue two, and we're still working on issue two. And we had an idea that, you know, we wanted to kind of create another media company, but just not any other media company, uh, a media company that actually would change culture instead of politics. So get people thinking in that more libertarian direction. I'm not necessarily, you know, talking about this bill that's being passed, but talk about music, comic books, uh, TV, movies, you name it, art, music, and I mean, the whole nine yards. And actually get libertarians to do shows and podcasts and movies eventually and and start producing content that would kind of uh promote the libertarian culture and uh well i met raylene she's part of the washington state libertarian party with me and i've kind of known her but we never really talked until one day my friend mark kibler's like you got to get raylene on your board for launchpad media because she'd be really good with marketing so we had a, a phone interview on Skype and I I gave her a call and she called into the group and she started talking and I was like holy shit this chick is awesome I mean she she brings such a positive vibe and immediately from that point on man I was just like that's the one she's going to be my co-host I knew it right then and there I I heard her voice her personality the way she sparkled when she talked I knew she was going to be the one And when I see something, that's exactly how that's
0: that's how I felt about Galt when I first met (laughs) her.
2: That's what I was going to say. It was a sparkly feeling the same way. You guys, you guys will be great together.
1: (laughs) The sparkling feeling was in my cackles, you know, and it it felt good. Uh, No, but she is a wonderful person and I knew she would be the one. And when I want something, I usually get it. And I did. So I said, how much, how much do you want? And she's like, nothing. So I'm like, you're even better than I thought. Uh, So. No, but she's a great chick. And, uh, so I figured that the idea for blast off was in the works already. And so I brought her on and we wanted to kind of keep the show, keep the, the good things that were good about the Johnny rocket launch pad and get rid of some of the stuff that maybe, you know, could be tweaked. So we wanted to kind of have a, a fresh flavor, a new feel, new intro, the whole nine. And, uh, so, so far it's been fantastic and I love every show, every week, I'm excited to do a show with Raylene because she brings so much positive energy and she does her homework. She really does. She really does.
0: Now, if you, and let's say hi to Raylene before I start bloviating. Uh, Raylene, how are you doing? Welcome to the program.
4: Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, that's with Johnny, the celebrity. <laughs>
0: He is quite the celebrity. You, you you travel around the country with Johnny, and everybody's like, oh, hey, Johnny Rocket. And then they know Johnny for one specific reason he hugs every person he's ever met in his life. <laughs> That's not true.
1: I was just really talking at Porkfest. No, uh, no, that doesn't normally happen. It doesn't. I'm, really, I'm, I'm kind of a shy guy, as you'd say earlier.
4: He's a friendly VIPer
0: yes yeah johnny is johnny is so much fun to hang out with we hung out at pork fest and bro you throw him back you you like you have the you and i at pork fest were so funny because johnny and i in temperament are very much alike we're very two sweet people who get along with everybody that we meet except roger and we we just enjoy meeting people and we're very extroverted but like, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I just am, like, very clean cut and straight laced. And Johnny is, like, yep. rock and roll and fun. And, uh, yeah, you, I, it was very funny, the juxtaposition between you and I.
1: <laughs> yes, I could see that. I could see that because I, like, I take risks. Yeah. You know, like, the smoking, the drinking, the, the partying all the time. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the, I think we have the <laughs> same people skills. You know what I mean? Like, we right. find we try to find common ground with people. And that's a talent. I mean, you you have to find the common ground, even though, you know, most people don't agree on everything. Let's focus on the things we can't agree and then we can expand from there. Mm.
0: Not only is Johnny one of the nicest people I've ever met, his show is amazing. You have to check out Blast Off. If you've never heard the Johnny Rocket Launchpad, the first time I heard it and I've said this to Johnny a bunch of times, I heard it and I was like, fuck, I gotta up my game, because you listen to it, and you're just like, the production that went into this, the time that he must put into this, it's like, wow, this is really, really cool, so it's a great show, and I love listening to it, and so what was what was the reason that you ended up switching to Blast Off as opposed to Johnny Rocket, because here's the thing, and I'm, I'm asking this even though I kind of know the question, Johnny and I almost at the, the same month lost our core co-hosts, <laughs> and so... <laughs> yeah. And Johnny and I went through a period together of kind of like, holy shit, what do we do with our shows? How do we rebuild? Do I even want to continue to do this show? And it was, it was kind of nice having somebody who was in the same boat because you could commiserate and you could go, should I keep doing this? And so I'm really proud of you for not only coming back, but also coming back bigger and better. Like what kind of got you motivated to get back in the saddle again after going through like a pretty tough, I mean, a breakup yeah. with a co-host can be like a breakup in a boyfriend, girlfriend situation. So, I well, mean, it was. Yeah, my and, girlfriend. and it was, she was your <laughs> yeah. girlfriend. So it was even worse for yeah. you.
1: Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, it was, it was going on for like, I don't know, probably the last two, yeah, I'd say the last two months of the show, she was still doing the show. Um, and I know she was going to leave. And I didn't really want to say with the hopes that maybe she would change her mind. And, you know, and it was at the same time, I think Kurt was getting into other projects in his life. I mean, he was making real good money. And so he was designing like preamps and shit for, you know, Mackie and shit. Wow. And so he started getting into the money and he's like, I just don't have the time anymore. Heather and I split up. Um, And so I was just, I was kind of in limbo. I'm like, I don't know where I was going to go. And again, with, the whole launch pad idea that was kind of milling around. I didn't want to name the show after, you know, after the network, I thought that would have been really egotistical. You know what I mean? Like I can't do it. So I think people know it's still my network or media company, but I, I wanted to shift the name of the show and I figured I'd give it a new flavor and, you know, kind of give it more of a fifties vibe. I wanted to kind of go, go back to my roots with the rockabilly, uh, Thing. you know have you know actually have the show's logo and stuff look a little more retro and i mm-hmm. thought that would look cool because it kind of fits our style raylene and i we admire and like the classic look of the 50s so we both have that in common
4: definitely
1: and so we we figured i mean hell our, our pictures together i'm like damn we look good you know yeah. like we look like we're yeah. we should be like a either in porn or b on a, in a 50s you know movie poster you
0: know why so. not both well <laughs> no, <thanks. laughs> let's let's uh let's talk to raylene a little bit raylene how did you get involved in libertarianism
4: i've been a libertarian since about 2000 year 2000 okay um my great uncle i used to listen to talk radio a lot and i thought i was a republican as a as a very young adult and my uncle told me that republicans and democrats were the same and of course, that pissed me off. Like, no, that's not true. And and I argued all of the, uh, you know, what we're used to hearing. And um, he explained how they both don't care about liberty, and they both pick and choose. They don't have any real principles. And he told me what libertarian was. That word, I never heard of it before. And I went home, and I got on my dial-up internet, and I <laughs> and I they didn't have Google then. I think I Yahooed. What is a libertarian? I took the world's smallest political quiz and I was definitely a libertarian. And so I was still a statist. Don't get me wrong. It was a long crawl to where I'm at now, but without having real internet and raising my children and doing all the things that, you know, we do in our lives and working and everything that I was doing, I was always a libertarian. And then something changed and people found me locally and, uh, brought me into a meeting and then i just love these people this quirky oddball crew you know how libertarians are yeah so you know there's always the really cool badass guy and then there's this um quirky lady that's really sweet and fun then you always have like the the the, the kid that that crunches numbers That's a huge nerd and a little weird, but you really like them. And then then 72
0: annoying people.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You know, you have the one that has to argue every little semantic about everything, but you just can't help it. But but it's for the fun. Uh, (laughs) It was a great group. And I said, these are my people. And that's how I started getting. And then I got involved in state. And then uh, and then this is. this is it for me I'm this is my dream so here we are talking about philosophy economics real life lifestyle liberty is is for all of us
0: so is that what you guys I mean I know that you did a lot of interviews Johnny but are you are you guys mixing it up like Raylene way on in this too but what is the goal of the brand new show well
1: uh, god I I think the the goal of the new show is to kind of give the old launch pad a, a remake you know Again, like what I was saying, I think the old show—I felt like I I was—I was—I really didn't like doing it anymore. It got to the point where I was just like, "Man, this sucks." Yeah. And I just needed a boost of energy, positive vibe, you know. Uh, And I think Raylene was there, and when we were talking, she got me. You know, we're we get you know each other excited about doing the next show. Yeah, we're we're
4: kind of each other's muses at times. Actually, we really feed off of what just talking about libertarian things and, and what we want to do, what we want to see, it gets, we get going off of that. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we do. We get like pumped up and it's crazy because yeah. And next thing you know, like the next day we're talking like, Oh, that was a badass show. That was awesome. I can't wait to the next one. And, uh, it's good to share that with somebody who has the same passion as you. Cause when, when I was doing the show alone for a while, it sucked. I mean, I wasn't, (laughs) I had to kind of self motivate myself and it's so much easier to have somebody else like, Motivate you alongside
0: it. Oh, totally. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Galt. Can, you know what I mean. You know, and Galt can weigh in because Galt's been Galt's been the most consistent one-ish, uh, except for when I fired him uh, <laughs> since 2012. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're we're kind of heading into our fifth iteration of We Are Libertarians. I mean, if you went back and you started listening at episode one, you're really kind of uh, there's been five versions of the show. You're always evolving the product. You're always you know for me I love that. Yeah, I'm just constantly learning how to do this better, how to how to reach a broader and broader audience while still maintaining, you know, the the standards of libertarianism and then, you know, not freaking people out. Like I listened to one podcast today that's a libertarian podcast and um, great show, great guy, but they were talking about a subject that only libertarians specifically anarcho capitalists would be into and it's like Man, you gotta like your neighbor down the street. You want to give them something to listen to, and that's sort of been in the, the goal. It was just us hanging out because yeah. we want to do a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so then then it became let's have fun.
2: Yeah, because we were having fun doing it, right?
0: <laughs> and then the last in the last year has been me like. Tightly holding on, trying to mm-hmm. find my voice,
2: and now and you went through a stint where you did some episodes alone. Yeah, and and now you've you've gotten a great rotation. That's yeah. I think I don't know. You can say it better, but I think it's helped out a lot. Oh, uh, We have just I, being able to call on people. And I have put great, together great hosts on,
0: yeah, because we you know mm-hmm. I kind of let the co-host rotation because we have a, an ensemble cast here. For those who are new, or if you if you guys have never listened, but. I put together a co-host list of people that I could call on, and when I finally got through the list, I had 75 names between regular co-hosts, potential people I wanted to try out, and just regular guest hosts. You know, people like yourself, Johnny. And so, yeah. you know, you you constantly have to keep evolving, and and man, there's some days, and you you can you probably feel this way where you're just like. I got to do a show because I've promised a show. I want to keep my promise to my audience, but man, I would like to play Mario Kart and go to bed at eight thirty. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh dude, I have no idea. I mean,
1: dude, sometimes like I get home from work and, you know, I have a, you know, I really have a physical labor job and it sucks, man. Sometimes I get home. I am so beat, been out in the sun all day. And the last thing I want to do is get on a show and, and talk to a guest about economics and I pretend that I'm really interested sometimes, but I mean, sometimes I think people can see through it or hear through it. Like I think really- it's
4: changed though. I think that you really, it. it is different because now you're not doing it by yourself. You're not doing it with the rotating co-hosts anymore like you were. So you felt like you had to carry a lot more, don't you think?
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because I had to teach every time there's a new co-host, I have to teach them like, okay, this is how we do the show, Right. you know? I do, I, we do a 30 minute, like a 25 minute first segment. Cause then we have a couple of commercials. So you got to wrap it up around 27, you know, 25, 26 minutes. And then we come back from a break and I do rocket fire and then we do this and then we do that. And then, you know, and then sometimes they just forget that I said that and then they just <laughs> keep going. I'm like, okay, it's 35 minutes. And then, you know, you're like, shut up, shut up. We, gotta, <laughs> we have structure. We it, have fucking structure, dude. So, it's I mean,
0: it's so yeah, and and I'm actually introducing structure to the show for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Where it's been a lot, you know, it's been it over progressively over the last year and a half. Tighten up, tighten up,
2: do more segments. Oh, version right. one of We Are Libertarians, no structure. There was we m- had we had topics we wanted to talk about, and we just talked about them. 20, no, no, no. It was 2015. We are Libertarians, where yeah. it was like four hour shows because we just couldn't shut our fucking mouths. But
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I first started
1: listening,
0: to Chris. But like. So I was
1: like, I go on Podbean or like on, excuse me, iTunes. And I like upload. I'm like, oh, we are libertarians. And, I, and I'm starting to listen. And I look at the time. It's like four oh, hours yeah, and 32 minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> like What did this guy talk about for that long? We so man- I was just.
0: Yeah, we've managed, trust me. And, you know, I went to podcast movement and I noticed, you know, from NPR, as I sat in some of those sessions, NPR had podcasts where they had two hour shows and they had two hours worth two hour podcasts. And what they did is once they started segmenting that out, they noticed that the downloads went infinitely higher because then people just listened to those segments. And I don't know that I necessarily ever want to get to a point where I'm just chopping the show into 20 bits, but you know, last night's episode was really good. We had three distinct segments and I I on the website, you know, made it clickable so you click the segment and you go right to minute 20 hour 20 and you can listen to the to the death penalty segment. So there's compromises like that. And so yeah, you build what I like what I like about what you're doing you know for me, I've had to kind of work within the framework of six and a half years of of history and what people expect from our show and it's markedly mm-hmm. different than a year and a half ago it's far less comedy it's like there's no twenty minutes of chit chat it's we're into the content within the first five minutes uh you mm-hmm. know and and you you make fundamental changes, and I think you'll find from your audience. Like I have the best audience in the world. No offense to the to the Launchpad Media audience, but they have they are so kind to me, and they are so like, hey, you doing okay? <laughs> and and uh, also, Hi. we really like this thing. I like that. I don't like when you did that, and I love that feedback. And so it's it's so great to have. And I'll tell you what did it. It was the Patreon. It's once you start building a community around subscribers and they feel like they have some skin in the game that totally changed the way that this show works because then Mm -hmm. people had some buy-in some literal buy-in you know and i want to ask raylene like i've always wondered this about our co hosts because we have anywhere from 20 to 30 people that sit in on the show you know probably 50 over the course of the over the years Mm -hmm. Uh, you know this is this is my show and i was always very fortunate people like galt and Greg and some other people who are like, nope, this is your baby. This is your thing. I'm here to support what you're doing. And I just found that to always be very gracious. So like, what's the motivation for you to get involved in something that is Johnny's baby, but you want to contribute to it?
4: I am glad you asked because you're right. It is Johnny's show. That is really important to me that he knows that all the time. Uh, We talk about it. He is so, first of all, he's really good to me as the host of the show because everything could be his way or the highway and, and we all know that and he but he always listens and he asks my input and he recognizes that I have uh skill sets that he doesn't and vice versa so a lot of times we'll 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 discuss oh what about this idea what about that and and when he says no he says no but then he'll sometimes come back around and go you know I was thinking about what you're saying and maybe you're right about this or things like that so that's always nice um right that said I am 100 percent obsessed with outreach and education I believe that we have the most beautiful philosophy I think that it is for everyone I think no matter what you look like how you were raised what your religion is what your personal preferences are I, it, all people in our movement are it's so different there is no there's not a stereotype except for that we're weird
3: yeah you
4: know what I mean we're weird because we're outliers and we think differently and we think bigger. And grander and also smaller. So what I love about Liberty is, just to wrap this up real quickly for you, that we can, we all have this skepticism. We all see, you know, we've all been like red-pilled. We're all on the same page that we all see the, the reality of the crony corporatism and the overreach and the control that's over us in our lives. And so we cut to the quick right there and we're fighting this this common enemy. That so many people don't realize we have. But we aren't just wrapped up in the darkness. We actually have a hopefulness to us. We have that American spirit, the the American dream itself, what what we were, not what it's become and what it actually is, but what it always was. We have that inside of us. The spirit of self-ownership is inside of us. And we are hopeful and we want that for our children or our children's children. And we are all working in trying to change the culture. We are trying to change the fact that people don't even realize they don't have to ask permission to collect rainwater. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Right.
0: No production. Yep. <clears throat> Listen, That's the, true. the spirit of 1776 will ride again. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, bef- That's right? Before we before we get into the destruction of a media outlet after we've talked about the building of a media outlet, I want to I want to ask all like what has been your motivation, you know, even through all of the the ups and downs of your relationship with the brand? Like what keeps
2: you coming back? Truth.
0: Truth. One okay. word. I
2: what mean, else? really I I even after you kicked me off the podcast I quit running I quit working on campaigns and stuff for a couple of years. Right. I mean I still followed everything um and always stayed and always you know with my own community of friends always kept them informed as much as I could right. right. But you don't really ever, once you, once you once you take that pill, you don't really ever get out of it. Right. <laughs> Even if you're not surrounded by those people anymore, you see it in movies, you see it in music, you see it in day-to-day, not just news, you see it in everything. Right. And, and you can't get rid of that perspective once you've unlocked it.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you, let's start with Galt, because I want to talk about Alex Jones now, because I'm still obsessed with this topic. We talked about it last night. I gave... If you want to know my full defense of why these companies Listen, I, like I said last night, I personally would not host Alex Jones on my network. I understand fully that it is their right to kick them off, but we also sign explicit contracts in these terms of service with them, and they have not said exactly why they kicked him off. Uh, mm-hmm. th- uh, the most that I have heard is that he threatened Robert Mueller, but it's to me to kick and erase a media brand to completely deplatform them from 15 platforms in 24 hours because he threatened somebody who has been in public life since the 70s is not a good enough excuse, especially a public official. So these companies have moved into censoring political speech in my mind, and they're they're being they're not being transparent about what terms of service he specifically violated. And I think mm-hmm. as users of these platforms, we should demand to know exactly what the terms of service violations were, how it happened, and demand that transparency because we, especially as broadcasters, need to know what he did so we don't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you look at it, you've got a coordinated uh, effort from 15 companies, and you look at what's happening to Jack, and then. It's going to go to his credit card processors, it'll go to his domain hosts, and they won't stop until the, they eat every little piece of his business away because they're motivated. And they, being the blue checkmark mob, the the leftist crowd, frankly. Um, so I, I, I fully understand and agree with the property art uh, property rights argument made by so many on our Facebook page. But I also think you can have two arguments in your head at the same time, which yes. is... Which is, it's there is a legitimate effort to silence libertarians and conservatives, and as users of these platforms, and in some cases, like in our case, we pay Spreaker money. I, I, I emailed Spreaker, and I said, I want to know what's going on, so more about that, but... So that's that's been my opinion. That's the uh, opinion of the host. But I want to know about Chris Galt because Galt, you were the first person that ever told me about Alex Jones. <laughs> really? But yes. The, oh wow! Part of the fight uh, that led to you leaving was because of conspiracy theories. Because yeah. we refused to discuss conspiracy theories on the show, mm-hmm. and you were right back then. You know, our point was if you if you have that conversation on a podcast that's trying to reach normies, it scares them away. Not. Inaccurate, but also, your point was you're challenging known liars mm-hmm. like James Clapper and some others. Like it's it should be up for public debate. So I want to know what
2: your take about Alex Jones is. Yeah, and those, and those and that and my point there was with with Creighton. Creighton didn't believe in a single one of those things right. ever. Like right. not even the small like fluoride. Nothing small. Even if it said conspiracy, he was he didn't believe it. Right. No matter who said it. And, and he would have had that opinion on the show. He would yeah. have been that voice for those normies and mm-hmm. some of those normies would have agreed with him. Right. Like I, all I wanted to do was challenge viewpoints and I loved that the three of us were always just, dis- somebody was always disagreeing with somebody <laughs> and that's why I wanted to do that episode so bad. Yeah. Cause it just would have been, it just would have been a, a great debate. But Alex Jones, Alex Jones, it's not about Alex Jones. This this, yes. it's it, this is about this is about them testing their limits with censoring the the companies. They're they uh, the left has lost uh, some of their power with the government and that monopoly that they've had for a while. So they're reaching out to their to the companies that align with them. Not just reaching out there, bullying but, in some cases. Yeah. Like if you yeah. look if you look at the what's happening
0: to Jack's Twitter right now, people are violating the Twitter oh, yeah. terms of service, bullying the president of
2: Twitter over yeah. this. And they're not getting banned. No. <laughs> but Alex's. Right. But it's it's just they want to see people's reaction to this. They want to see how the public reacts to it if people boycott those companies, if they all stand together, if that's enough of them to stand together to be like, well, I can't leave social media." If I I would leave Facebook if it was just Facebook, but Twitter did it too. I can't leave both. How will I talk to anyone? You know, like no. So I'm with you. Business owners can do whatever they want. Right. I mean property rights, right? That's where that's where we're seeing a lot of this disconnect with libertarians, um, and and but like with the baker, the baker, the gay cake baker. Mm-hmm. All we were all like, he shouldn't have to bake the cake, but aren't we all also for gay rights? Right, and and and.
0: Well, here's here's it's,
2: where it's go, that we don't believe that they should be forced. The they sh- that, we, they that, shouldn't that, that's be forced to do it. For
4: it aside from private property rights. This this baker didn't make cakes with alcohol in them. Didn't make Halloween cakes. He didn't make bachelorette and bachelor cakes, and he didn't make gay wedding cakes. But did serve gays any other kind of pastry that they wanted for whatever else. Right. So that is literally religious freedom, and and I I have to stand up for that on the basis of property rights but religious freedom is also important right
0: well as i exactly right and as i said you you have an implicit contract when you open your doors you open your doors to all but if somebody comes in and you they want to do business with you you can annul or change that contract and kick them out of your store and there's there's no written terms of service. For any reason. Right. We believe that it should be mm-hmm. yeah. for any reason. Yeah. Right. But Absolutely. what I think what I think so many libertarians are missing is that there are written rules that we have as users with these companies, and they're not following their own rules, and that is the troubling part, especially given the amount of power that these companies have.
4: Contracts is what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Well yeah. they write
0: their
1: own rules and they have the power to change. You know, I right. like I don't know. I I just think that are they is it immoral on their part, legal? Legally, sure. Uh, but again, going back to it, you can v- invite somebody over to your house, but then change your mind if right. they start saying something you don't like. I mean, well, that's, true.
4: But, you know but I mean? okay, sorry. Go ahead. No,
1: I'm just saying that. And I think it's a great opportunity, though, for people to start exploring things like alternate social media. Yes. Like we just got off the, the phone with uh, Bill Ottman from Minds.com. And he's like, we don't, we don't censor anything. You could say whatever you want to say. We're not going to censor it. Uh, it's I like a crypto social, yeah. social network, social media network. Uh, and it's really cool. And they're using cryptocurrency to buy advertisements. So if you uh, if you get a, like, a lot of people like in your post and they want to give you a couple coins, they can. And then you could turn around and buy ads. So it's all being done on a, like a crypto kind of thing, which I think is great because then you get the state out of it completely. And on top of it, he is not you know he is not censoring anything unless it's like abuse or you know uh, you know things that are morally questionable so i think yeah. it's a great opportunity for yeah. for people to start moving over to different platforms to let them know that we don't need this shit anymore Using and if, our
4: feet, it, like libertarians believe in free association we we do right. have to uprise uh, the thing is is that what chris is saying is that they have too much consolidated power when when Maybe. one person pisses somebody off and they can take you off of all these platforms that's like a complete blackout that's like blockading a road to your house so you can't get groceries
0: right it's a cartel behavior all the oil companies are deciding not to sell all the railroad companies are deciding not to do i mean it it is it is cartel behavior and it is there isn't a you know spreaker when i question them on it, couldn't produce the actual terms of service violation other than it was hate speech. Well, I'm sorry, but as a political podcast, I need to know what your definition of hate speech is, and it needs to be in writing, and it needs to be specific. I work for a comedy show. The the amount of things that we say every day on a daily basis on a comedy show are going to be hate speech to somebody. Ben Shapiro, in my mind, while we don't agree with him on a lot of stuff, Ben Shapiro is a very valid, conservative voice in the marketplace of ideas, and yet he doesn't call people by their proper pronouns if they're transgender. That certainly is hate speech to some. So what are the limits?
1: No, I'm with you. I have a question. Did you have a problem with Spreaker? Is that how you call it? Spreaker. Spreaker, Spreaker. Yeah, did you have a problem with them?
0: No. So I have been in talks with them about switching over several services and then spending $125, $130 a month with them and moving a couple pieces of wall business over. We have an account with them, but it's a very small account to get into the iHeart app. Okay. And so in the middle of that, this happened. And so on the customer service thread, I'm like, I need answers.
4: <laughs> May wow. I speak to your manager, please? Damn libertarians? Yes. So... Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, just, Raylene, you seem like you are chomping at the bit. I mean, you you are really this is this is hitting all your buttons. I mean, what were your first thoughts when you when you started to see this come through?
4: Well, I hate censorship. I hate it. Now, as libertarians, you know that we're contrary, and we we are so used to arguing with statists every day, all day. That's it's true. We all are. We 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 argue with statists every day. So the first reaction, knee jerk, if somebody says. They shouldn't do that. We immediately hear there should be a law. We should ban something. That's right. what we hear as libertarians. OK, I know that I'm speaking for all of us, but it's real. We all immediately yes. think, yeah. no, yeah. we don't need a law. We're always ready to educate people about how the law is bad <laughs> and how we don't need them and the government needs to stay out of it and free markets, blah, 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 blah. blah. And, uh, and then we always like to talk about free association. So, yes, it should be understood that because we're all libertarian, unfortunately, there are some socialists out there that, that have tried to come into our movement and talked about how our feel- feelings are more important than rights. We've heard it. Uh, they're trying to uh, confuse people with what rights are. So we do have some libertarians or, or people pretending to be libertarians in our movement An- also that we they're are also educating. They're right?
0: anti-state. I would say they're anti-state. They're not necessarily libertarians.
4: Perfect. So, But they still want the state to have Bans and 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 make laws uh, like for, against hate speech. I've heard sure. this. It, I just don't know what they're doing here. I, I but <laughs> I I'm all about educating them and and teaching. So yes, it is their right as a private company. We should just all know that. But we are allowed to, and we should be encouraging talking about what are we going to do about it. Our free association, our free speech. We should be all encouraging each other to write against these social media platforms. And we should definitely say if they're coming for Alex Jones today, who are they coming for next? Because there is a laundry list of people getting banned from Twitter right now, right? I mean, does anyone have the names?
1: It could be Tom Woods, then Jason Stapleton, and then Chris Spangle, and then Mark Mm -hmm. Clare, and then Johnny Rocket. And then next thing you know, everyone, all libertarians are in a blackout. But at the same time, I think it's like right now is the time to start looking for a plan B. I mean, the, the writing's on the wall that
0: this is going to end up happening. It's uh, critical have- mass. Well, For for my part, for my part, I'm not looking to another social network. I'm not, I, I love Minds.com. dot com. I'm on Minds.com, dot com, and I post there. But you look at Gab. I don't know if you guys heard about Gab today, but Gab. dot mm-hmm. com got a notice uh, from uh, Microsoft Azure where they're hosted, and they're pulling Gab off, and they're ah. trying to go somewhere else. And Gab is going to be down for. Several weeks, if not months, if not permanently. And it's because <sighs> the leftists and the mob basically went to where they're hosted, said they, they house hate speech, and so they're being pulled down. So I just don't – I don't trust anybody. And so what, what I'm – my next plan for Wall Wall 3.0 is building on our website, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I would have said, you know, email, email, and website. But now I'm looking at it going oh. – you know, no. there, there's nothing about we are libertarians that I think is terribly controversial, but Mm-mm. if you grow to the point, and I don't think that we're n- nearly big enough to be silenced uh, at this point, but what happens when we do grow to the point that we are big enough and you you end up getting pulled off by, you know, we were hosted uh, with a certain company that I have been with for 12 years now and they go after and your domain, they go after your hosting, they go after your, you know, they've gone after yep. Claire, Cloudflare in the past. And so I think these companies really have to do some soul-searching and have to say, like, do we believe in a fair and free internet and the true exchange of ideas, or do we believe in po- being popular with mobs on Twitter? Like, what's well, Twitter here's stand? The
1: thing, though? There is a lot of government pressure that's being put on Facebook Yeah, and yeah they're
4: involved. Like, they're,
1: you have to admit that they're they're not. There was like a, a article I read that Zuckerberg was saying that like the U.S. is like censor, you know, is making them censor certain things from Israel and stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't surprise me though. I'm it's like conspiracy corner here now, right? Uh, but I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if there is the state involved and that they're trying to push this agenda. And what I'm saying is it's going to get to the point where they keep trying to do this, you know. Uh, this internet, you know, control of the internet with, uh, what the hell is that? Uh,
4: well, so net neutrality. net neutrality. net neutrality.
1: I mean, that's the first step. So they're going to keep pushing that, pushing that until it gets passed. And then they're going to slowly encroach from there. And next thing you know, there's only going to be approved government websites that you can go to. So, yes. I mean, eventually we're going to end up having to be pirates on pirate radio stations. You know, cops are going to be after us, you know, because we're transmitting. Legally, right? Because <laughs> we don't have a license.
0: That's hot. Right? Well, yeah, it's cool. Wh- what but, we-
1: like, but like, Randy and I in a van with a fucking big antenna dish <laughs> on the back, yeah. right? We're driving through the Arizona, and there we are. They, they don't want, in
0: the ind- they don't want independent opinion journalists like ourselves growing. They, they, it drive You, no. you have several factors here. Companies like Apple and Facebook takes you know a quarter of a billion dollars worth of subsidies from governments every year and that stuff yep. gets threatened and so they're going to give in to l- regulation and legislation which they're okay with because then that cements them in their monopolistic position exactly. and this this has ha- happened in the history of business and so what what you really have to protect are the domains the credit card processors the back ends. Your email lists because you have to think web 1.5. You know you have to think about the link wheels. It's important for you to link to. You know I have a link on my front page to Johnny's website. Uh, you know, I, I encourage, if you listen to my show and you have a website, put a link to We Are Libertarians and to to Johnny's website and to any website like Tom Woods or others that you think are important, because we're heading back to the days of link wheeling, where the blog mm-hmm. role is the most powerful part of a website, and that is our social network. We're, we're moving away from social networking, and so... You know, in the meantime, we still have our voice. We still have the ability to speak. It's going to get really tough after twenty twenty because Democrats are going to do everything they can to shut down anti anti-left voices, frankly. I mean anybody who's God help us. Yeah, anybody who's us. anti-left, pro-Trump, Republican, Conservative, anybody who's anti-progressive, it's going to get very tough. The ADL's already come out with a scoring system. Uh, hate system. I, I forget what the name was, the Anti Defense League, uh, the Anti Defamation League. You can go to their website and see the scoring system. But we're we're heading to a scary time on the internet if we don't stand up and start saying no. And fight the way that you fight uh, over net neutrality. Like, we have to have the conversation in public while we still can. But, but but Spangle, the, Facebook's just,
2: just, it's just too big. <laughs> it's too big. We need the government, you know, to help us control their, That's right. their company. Well, like, the only
1: thing I'd be pissed about with Facebook is I won't be able to say, like, hi to my mom. You right. know, because she's on Facebook. And apparently only old people are on Facebook.
0: Bruh, we, um, But. We existed before social media. Will exist without it. It's like it's like it seems I, 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 scary, yes, but it's yeah. like not
1: having a cell phone, right? right? I mean,
0: come on. Can you remember the days where you actually
1: had to pick up a phone? I don't know about you, Chris. You're quite a bit younger than me, but <laughs> I have a house
4: phone.
1: <laughs> I know okay. You- okay,
0: ma'am. Like-
1: <laughs> that, the only reason you have a house phone, Relene, is you're out in bumfuck Egypt, and yeah. that's the only thing that works.
0: Then how does she have but better I mean- internet
1: than you? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Well, that's another story I could talk to you about, but, uh, yeah, we're on private property. This particular area (laughs) that I live in
0: fucking in (laughs) Kampistan.
1: Yeah. So it's a gated community, right? So, but they're the internet provider inside this location has a monopoly on the internet. So, and they, they sell the old people. So old people do not need like, you know, a lot of internet speed or anything like that. So I guess I'm just limited to what the old people have.
0: That's exactly so that's what, what in my apartment that's exactly how it is libertarian uh manage, property <laughs> management company Edward Rose. the Edward Rose brothers were in Detroit, and they got into a fight with all the local cable companies and phone companies, and so they narrowed the scope and so i live for I live in a libertarian owned apartment complex that has a monopolistic choice on the internet it's hilarious
2: <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Frickin, yeah, frickin I didn't Somali. know about it, about the owners. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: But here's the thing: I could go get dish if I wanted to. But then if it's like a stormy day
2: or whatever, <laughs> you never. You know. Gull, you look like you're chomping at the bit to say something. No, I always am. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so I'll give you a, I'll give you a summary then of my ideas on this Alex Jones thing. All right, so let's hear it. So, bit, um, so we talked about that gay the gay cake baker because that's that's the point the people are are libertarians are principled and we see the left and the right being um they, they they contradict themselves all the time. Right. And and now I'm seeing libertarians do it. Yeah. Because they had they had it right with the gay cake baker. Right. People were uh Gary Johnson had it wrong and and we gave him a hard time about it. Right. Too hard of a time about it. But business owners can do whatever they want. But we as a public have a We still can criticize that company for doing that. That's what we did with the Gay Cake Baker. We said he can do that, but just don't go buy cakes from him. Right? Facebook can do this. Buy Alex Jones. You don't need Facebook. We'll go to (laughs) infowars.com. You don't need Facebook. Right. You know, so we, and and then it's our right. It's our responsibility to stand up and boycott those companies and tell them that they're wrong. And, and that's why I like what you're doing with Spreaker is telling you're publicly telling them, telling, telling your community what they're doing wrong. Yeah. So that they know, and then they can spread that too. And that, that will affect them. It and, will. And and I'm not saying that I'm
0: I I mean I'm still maintaining my business. Sure. But Spreaker is sure. the only way to get into the iHeartRadio app. I'm maintaining that business. You're and just, I may at some point go on Spreaker because their product is really good and yeah. novel. But at, in the meantime, I'm telling my audience and I'm telling them my displeasure with this particular decision and trying to get clarification. <laughs> you're,
2: you're still on Facebook even though tomorrow it could be you. Uh, that's exactly You right. didn't quit Facebook. Right. You're still using their product to... Because it benefits you. I'm trying to build my email newsletter list. And, and Alex Jones doesn't agree with Facebook either, but right. he, if they let him back on there, he's going to be back on there. Right. Because it, it benefits him. Yeah. But it's it's that it's that principle we used to apply to all kinds of things, was I don't agree with what you say, but I'll defend your right to say it. Right. It's, it's that with Alex Jones. I don't agree with what Facebook is doing. I agree with what Alex Jones is doing more than what Facebook is doing. Right. But I'm still going to defend Facebook's right to do that. Yeah. Now...
4: I don't even think we have to talk about there, right? I, I think it's silly to waste our time talking about that when we should be talking about how to change this culture so we are not trying to nanny each other, bubble wrap ourselves. Like, we can't be responsible for what we're listening to. We can't decide yeah. to click something off, change the channel, or go to a different site or the, stop uh... watching a video. Like, it's not – again – what we do every day, what, what you guys are doing on this show, what, what we're doing on our show is we want to convince people that they need to stop asking for other people to do things for them. And if they don't yeah. like something, they should not be petitioning the government to stop those people.
1: It's an any state And, and one other, another thing is that's why we found the need. There's the need with Launchpad yeah. Media. Like, I'm going to bring this back here really quick. <laughs> I mean, we have to change the culture. If we start making people think, because here's the thing. Libertarians are really smart people. They're great. They're wonderful. They're smart. I mean, this is why you're a libertarian, because you guys are smart, obviously, mm-hmm. right? Because and- you think outside the box. We're thinking, wait a minute, maybe because everything is fucked up. We know the state sucks. We're cool. They suck, right? So if we change culture and we start getting, you know, people listen to music. People watch YouTube videos. People do this stuff. We're academic. There's a lot of libertarians who like to read books, articles. A lot of people don't read books. They don't have time. They're soccer moms, right? Right. They sit at home and they want to watch the game and they don't give a shit because it's bread and circuses. Right? So what I'm saying is we need to start getting our message out there in popular culture. We're not going to win by sitting on our ass, reading articles about economics and why the minimum wage sucks. Right? We, we know it sucks, but the average person does. It just feels good to give them more money, yeah. but they don't understand yeah. the consequences. So if we start in embedding our message into music movies Mm -hmm. and not like really bad movies, that's the thing with libertarians. We, they can't like, (laughs) there seems to be a lack of art. (laughs) There seems to be a lack of art with libertarians. I don't, I don't understand left brain, right brain. Who makes
4: movies LA.
1: Yeah, that's
4: right. They're a bunch of of pedophiles. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, Um,
1: absolutely. Yeah. So like what I'm saying, dude, is I think that if we start getting our message embedded into movies and music and like we got guys like Eric July with backwards, that's a perfect example of he is conveying that libertarian music or libertarian idea through music and it's cool music, like by most modern standards, right? That is getting attention. People are listening to Eric July just because of the fact they like his music and maybe They'll pick up on that message. And that is what we want to eventually accomplish with Launchpad Media is bringing this kind of this kind of the the message into popular culture and cool and make it cool
4: are these the moments though what, what they're talking about what you're talking about this is where it needs to merge so yeah. we take these things that piss people off or that they're cheering on depending on maybe what side of the aisle they are not to collectivize but let's just do that real fast and when we talk to whoever they are whether it's um our moms our neighbors the the, the parents at their kids game whatever we're doing we should be talking about this and start again changing culture through educating mm. and start using our free speech and uh, our what our free association means this is where we take this and start teaching people that yeah. just because you don't like it doesn't mean that nobody should be able to listen to it because what what happens when something you care about is taken away
0: right one of the Ooh. one of the best things that i think has uh, come out of of what you do johnny is the radio drama and it's in our feed so the feed that you're listening to right now you can go back in time uh probably 9 months ago and listened to the radio force drama that Johnny did and it's just it's um the liberty force radio drama i think i titled it it's yeah. just that in the comic book which is great for preteens and up i would say i mean it's just really great which where can you get the can you still get the comic book
1: yeah you can get it at libertyforcecomic.com sweet yeah
0: <laughs> So it's yeah, just, so it, I love what you're it doing. Fun. It's it's really interesting stuff. And I think the the radio drama, especially as a radio nerd, I thought it's just... When I listened to it, I was like, fuck, this is good.
4: Isn't it good?
0: It's so good.
4: It's so good. Yeah. I fangirl. It is yeah. great. It's you know, it beautiful. took me
0: like
1: three weeks to edit that, you know, because I had to add like the special sound effects and people walk in and, you know, in the space station and, and it was fun. And it, it's the... Doing the the radio drama was a blast to do it. And, but I mean, we had an all star cast. I mean, we really did. We had uh, Jeff Dice from the Mises Institute narrate it. We had Jason Stapleton as the main bad guy because I figured (laughs) he'd look like he'd be like the perfect bad guy. Yeah. Uh, But uh, we had a whole bunch of cool people. Remzo. We had Remzo. He did the screenplay for it. Uh, So it was fun. It was just like something I wanted to do with it. I figured I do radio and I do audio. So I'm like, hey, let me combine the comic book, with, you know, with the story and kind of create a cool, like, retro um, uh, radio drama, like that you would hear in the '50s, like a serial. So I thought it would be really cool to do it. I'm going to do the next one like that too. It sounds like a pretty so, good
2: show. It sounds like you were missing one guy though. What's that? Sounds like you were oh, missing well, maybe just one guy have, out of that all-star lineup there. Chris- Chris and Chris, I'll, I'll get you both on the next one.
1: I promise.
4: Oh my god, I'm so excited! I am so excited! I'm I, so excited! I okay. mean,
0: <laughs> Johnny, you have a new batch. I I I uh, <laughs> I don't want you to miss out on having this voice on your radio program. I mean, how could you? Oh my god. <laughs> yes, we,
4: we I am grinning. You- so I'm Liberty grinning over here. I am just grinning. I'm so excited. I cannot wait.
1: Uh, yeah, or yeah, uh, issue two is a lot of work. I mean, it it took me. Seven months to draw the first one, and this one is taking me a lot longer because I'm getting more anal retentive about the artwork. So the story's already written; um, it's just I'm waiting to, you know, just kind of move on and draw the characters out. And I'm just being a real, uh, God, I'm detail oriented because I I really want a good product to put out, and I don't want to put something out half assed. Yeah. So I think I could do better than I did on the first one. And it already is a lot better. And this
4: is why I want to work with Johnny. Right there. This is why I want to work with you, Johnny. Because I respect people who are always honing their craft, making it better, trying to be your personal best, not in competition with other people, but with yourself. That is hot. I love it. Good job. And
0: and frankly, uh, Johnny, like myself, needs someone to look after him. Uh, somebody to <laughs> yeah. keep the yep. ADD in check. Uh, let's yeah. cer- let's circle back to Galt because I, I don't want I don't want I want you to make sure that uh, you you've got a prepared list here. I, <laughs> I, th- I feel like we cut you
2: off ha- uh, three quarters. No, not away. really. I was just prepared Sorry, for different arguments, just in case. All right. But like uh, like I guess one of my good points was uh, I've. I saw a lot of people on our Facebook talking, making that argument about just Facebook being a monopoly of social media that, that basically that we need to have them step in because if it was an oil company doing it, that owned right. controlled all the oil you would want them to, or you wouldn't be able to have gas, right? right? You need uh. Facebook to survive. I saw that a lot and it just, it kind of surprised me. So I, I got, imagine this, imagine a, a, an American, an American retailer, Um, began just by specializing in one product, okay? And then they grew into this mammoth that changed the entire shopping industry in America. Among its innovations, um, maybe no matter where you lived, it it shipped to your door directly, no matter where you lived. Uh, whether you're looking for cookware, guitar, you know the, the latest so fashion. Let, let's say I start with books, and I get really good at shipping
0: books to your house. Yeah. That I get so much money that I start investing like things like encoders and yeah.
2: web services. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what really big company I'm talking about? Amazon. Yeah. No. Amazon. Sears. Ah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Sears. Oh, okay. And w- who well, needs Sears, Sears now? Robot. Who needs Sears now? No one. No one. So that's my point. Facebook okay. might seem like everyone needs it right now. But in 10 years, it might not even be here anymore. And
0: that's a great point. And okay. I've had this argument with people because it isn't isn't—it isn't a monopoly. They have a monopoly on attention currently. But yes. the reality is that an Amazon has products and, and, and it has a backbone, right? Tesla makes cars. But even Tesla is valued. It doesn't make a profit, but it's valued as Ford at the same level as Ford, which makes $8 billion in profit a year. You have Facebook, which has a bigger market cap most of the time than GE, which is a blue chip company that makes things. And so <laughs> the reality is that eventually the bubble is going to burst mm-hmm. and the market is That's going right. to correct yep. itself with these companies. They're going to tumble down to earth. They're going to lay off staff and they're going to get cannibalized. And- don't, don't ever think that Google and, and Facebook and Twitter and all these companies aren't absolutely immune to market pressures because they 100% are.
1: Yeah. Okay, Chris, I got to jump in. Look at MySpace, right? right. Back in the day, pre-Facebook, mm-hmm. that's where everyone was on. A-O- everyone. AOL. Everyone. And AOL. Everyone was on MySpace. Everyone was like, MySpace, MySpace. That was it. And it, that was like the very first social media uh, experience that people got. And people got addicted to it. And that was what they used to communicate to their friends. They made their little profile picture. You could really... Mm-hmm. Make your page look crazy if you wanted to. <laughs> uh, that was like the first step, and but everyone would be like, "Oh my God, MySpace!" You know, it was such a big deal. And then MySpace disappeared overnight to Facebook.
0: Johnny, I mean, it, yeah, wasn't MySpace like the perfect like you go, you have a crush <laughs> on a girl, and then you go to the girl's page, and you're like, "Oh boy, she's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> now, in in my case, that was a red flag to stay away. In your case, that was she's crazy. I gotta get her number. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's how So, so that's um,
1: how I do find the crazy ones though, not railing, but I do find the crazy ones.
4: Yeah. No, I, I I'm beating them up with a stick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so we were joking about them having a, a monopoly, right. but but this might not seem like a big deal now, but in 1972, Pong was released. Mm-hmm. Pong, yeah, Pong was a phenomenon. Right, right. A vi- for video games. It started it all nearly. Yeah. Pong was an exclusive that you could only buy at Sears hmm. for a lim- for a while. You could only buy Pong at Sears. Right,
4: right. Good for them.
2: Yeah, that's not a monopoly. I have <laughs> I have one item in this house that was purchased at
0: Sears, which is this <laughs> top-rated Consumer Reports vacuum cleaner that is only wow. only carried at Sears, and everything else was bought at Amazon. You need to work on your cable management. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
4: I think Amazon's the best. <laughs> I, I,
0: Honestly. Amazon. And, yeah, if, and if you awesome. I,
4: and we hear Monopoly all the time, and I say convenience, better prices, amazing customer service, right. ships to my door, f yeah. off. And yeah,
0: they're good. If, if you shop and at Amazon, Raylene, program. Raylene, if you shop at Amazon, you can go to weirdlibertarians.com and shop <laughs> through our link, which gives us a commission. So check that out on the sidebar of WeAreLibertarians dot
4: <laughs> I love a good affiliate link. I'm yeah. all about that. I think we might have a couple coming up on our website soon too.
0: Johnny, yeah. what? Johnny, what were you saying? No, that
1: was it. I just thought it was great. Affiliate link. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. So we're, uh, like I said, we're just starting off, but I feel pretty good about everything and I'm pretty happy about, uh, your affiliate link and I'm going to do that too. That's a good idea.
0: (laughs) We, well, I've uh, made, I don't know about you, but I've, you know, I've worked really hard over the last six years and I've spent Thousands of dollars on on uh, We Are Libertarians, and I still don't really take a cut. I I try to reinvest everything back into it. We're gonna upgrade our video soon, but you know, and we're at a point now where you get so big that you've got to have people help offset the cost. Because if if we didn't have Patreon, if we didn't have people buying t-shirts, if we didn't have people using our affiliate links on the site of wearelibertarians.com, dot com, I just couldn't afford to do the show in the way that I do the show. We couldn't reach as many people as we do. You know, we have a reach of nearly 100,000 people across all the different platforms. And that's far beyond what I think Galt and I expected when we started the show. And it's just been and it's humbling to to reach people and have them say, hey, we're libertarians because of you. It's really awesome. I never thought anyone outside of Indianapolis would ever hear who we are. 72 (laughs) listeners our first year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember my first year. I was like, I I was like all excited. I'm like, I got a podcast. I'm going to put it out. (laughs) <laughs> to be an idea. I'm going to get Watch, so many
2: chicks. Ch- yeah. 23
1: lessons. I'm like what the
2: fuck? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, really?
1: And then after time and then, you know, years later, it's like 1200 an episode. I'm like, whoa, wow. Right. This is cool. But uh, yeah, right now with all the new media, we have a lot of cool shows. I mean, we have a lot of great shows right now. We have the last nighters. We have sounds like Liberty. We have postcards from Somalia. I love that name. Uh, we have uh, the beer ambassador. We have blast off. We have uh, nice, nice guys Guy. mm-hmm. with Alex Merced. We have Arvin Vora coming on, and now we might mm. have Kimberly Ruff doing a show with us. So that's the first that anyone's heard of that. Um, but I'm I'm excited because well, first of all, Kim is fucking badass. Kim is awesome. So I'm excited about all these new shows that are coming on. But we hit ten. Th- we hit ten thousand in our first month. Awesome. So I'm. Pretty, wow. I'm pretty happy about that. Congratulations! That's a pretty good number for just starting
0: off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, are you are you just finding shows that talk news and politics and philosophy? Or are you talking? I mean, you're talking a lot about culture, but like, what are some of the shows? I mean, are the, is the beer show talking just about beer? Like, what's the what's the vibe of the other shows?
1: Uh the vibes. Uh, basically, they're trying to find the libertarian meaning in music. Or, or the, they we have the Last Nighters where Daniel Elwood goes and watches a movie and dissects the movie and saying okay that was very libertarian in that part of the movie and that part isn't libertarian so they they kind of point out what's going on right So I think yeah and they of- have
4: two versions they have the normie version and then they have the extended cut which is the um as an anarchist uh oh. what are the points of view on a movie so they did the, the king's speech harry potter they'll do a movie and then they'll the, it's it's actually really fun to listen to if you like that yeah. kind of thing
1: So it's really cool stuff. I mean, we have stuff that are, you know, we're looking at things from a different perspective and the shows are great. And postcards from Somalia, I I just, it's Sherry Voluntary and Alan Mosley. And those guys are just fantastic. Really good.
0: How do you actually, uh, we've been remiss in saying this. How do you actually find this, uh, this here program of yours?
1: Oh, you could find it at the launchpadmedia.com. And that's the hub. So you could find all the shows, everything. At the launchpadmedia.com. It's the, so make sure the is in there. launchpadmedia.com Somebody bought launchpad media. They had some really bad website in Chicago. And they <laughs> won't sell it. And it, it's really bad. And uh, you can also find us at um, on iTunes if you look up blast our launchpad media. And you can find Blastoff at thelaunchpadmedia.com forward slash blastoff. And our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash blast off podcast so and we're the only rock and roll libertarian radio show still we still are mm.
0: do you still put do you still put a ton of time into production?
1: oh yes, well right now what's even great is i want to throw uh i want to throw my my good buddy uh ben uh what is that oh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah a holla. uh basically <laughs> we have a new editor so he, I don't even do my shows anymore man this guy has been doing the shows now for about twenty thirty episodes. And he's awesome. Ben Wegold. And so he is producing the show. He is editing it. He's doing a wonderful job. He is awesome. I mean, he is he is like the, the, the heart and backbone of the show. And yet I try to, like, bring his name up as often as possible just to give him props because he's just awesome. Johnny's awesome so
0: man. Johnny's so libertarian that he has an editor with gold in his name. <laughs> <laughs> you have, yeah, I don't think you Jewish have the gold. I, mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. We gold. Yeah, you have the gold standard of editors, and you have the Galt, and I have a galt <laughs> I mean, yes, Trust yes. me, I tell I tell him to go Galt all the time. Go, 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 and just point like a dog. <laughs>
4: Donnie does that to me, too. He makes me make him sandwiches. So Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, it's actually just a running joke. I actually offered to make him a sandwich, and now he he tells me to because it's funny. It's, it. Uh, yeah, she
1: gets me a cold beer, too. So when I have I'm a husband,
4: fire, so I have a lot of practice, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm
4: just so when ma- I'm doing
1: Rock and Fire, you know, I say, Raylene, get me a beer, and then she goes and gets me a beer. It's
0: I'm just cool. mad because Galt has such nice sandwich makers. <laughs> 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 Those hands are really nice.
2: Very big, hand, very big hands, Galt. Yeah, right. I have Donald Trump hands.
4: You guys should, you guys should monetize that in some way. Like, get some really nice gloves with your brand on them. Well,
0: Raylene, uh, <laughs> Galt has monetized his hands. Uh, <laughs> usually, it's uh, the bus station in downtown Indianapolis. A hand model,
4: right? Yes. Yeah, Free hand. back rubs. Uh,
0: <laughs> Lots of oh. rubs. Oh, wow. A couple jobs. Fantastic. All right, let's start wrapping up. Let's give our final thoughts. Uh, (laughs) Ladies first. Final thoughts for the episode. This is a chance where you get to talk about whatever you want to talk about, shamelessly self promote, uh, or uh, or you know, give your final thoughts on the topic. The floor is yours.
4: Oh, oh, you know, I'm not going to promote myself because it's all about all of us. But I am going to say, screw censorship. Uh, Don't support companies you don't like. That's that's good. But don't call for censorship because ideas are meant to be combated. Don't bury things. Bring them out. Let's talk about it. Let's use logic. Let's use um, nuance, empathy. We we are supposed to be using our wits and bringing out the best in each other. And that is what free speech is about. That's it.
0: All right. Johnny Rocket.
1: Uh, Okay, so uh, final thoughts. Well, I I guess I would have to say that we have a we have a big battle to fight. We are the minority, uh, and we're a bunch of ind- individuals who want to spread liberty. And by doing that, uh, again, we we talk about the rights of businesses and owner uh, business owners to do whatever they want, and the right to refuse service or offer service. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's a great opportunity for entrepreneurs to be looking at alternate media forms and formats. So I think it's it's in it's in the works right now that we should all be thinking. Of a plan B. So I really think that's... Ow. Uh, just hit my microphone. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I didn't even drink tonight. What the fuck? Um, that's what we should be moving towards. And I think it, it, it's a blessing in disguise. So I, I I wouldn't worry. I'm not freaking out about it. Yeah, censorship does suck. But at the same time, uh, when one door closes, another one opens.
0: Calloused hands Chris. <laughs>
2: Wow, don't make that a real nickname. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I had a great time tonight, though. It was really nice to meet both of you guys. Um, I have to say, I usually don't like phone or call-in guests because they don't sound like they're here. They sound far away or just whatever. Or there's a delay that makes a a lot of over-talking, and you guys sounded great. Um, I don't know if you did something different, Spangle, but they sound way better than I've ever heard on a show before, yep. and and I I really thought this was a great show.
0: Well, we have uh, we have something called Ringer that helps without an E, uh, uh, and that that is great. But also, it's nice to podcast with radio or podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they get the flow of, of it, and Raylene, you're a natural, and you have such a great voice. You have such a really strong radio voice. Absolutely. Um, wow. Yeah. Thanks,
4: guys. I've always hated my voice, so that when <laughs> I, I just put that in my pocket. Thanks. Oh,
2: dude. Nobody, I, I nobody used, Everybody hates their voice everybody. for the longest time. I've worked in radio <laughs> in,
0: I've worked in radio for 15 years. I work with people who've been in it in, in, for 45, and none of them like their voice, mm-hmm. so you're you're in good company. My voice. Yeah, you, oh, you feel so
4: much better. You just relieved me. Thank you.
0: Well, then, good job, Chris.
2: Yeah, the biggest compliment I ever got was when Rob Kendall told me I had a great radio voice. Yeah, well, Rob's full. He's, of on, he's on the radio, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, Raylene, you should talk to Roger about doing like audiobooks or voiceover work. No, you have a really, really good voice. So, and Johnny, oh, Johnny, you sound like you've been eating gravel since you were thirteen. I'm smoking cigarettes, <laughs> it's sexy in- though. Oh God. <laughs> I, the first time I heard Johnny talk, I was like, "Fuck, I want that voice."
4: See, I I was telling Johnny that I'm like, that's one cool thing about your voice. Yep. Is guys want to have it, ladies want to hear it.
2: Yep, <laughs> sex, right? drugs, and rock and roll. That's right. I'll do it to you. <laughs>
4: not, not. Hi, guys. Welcome. We are libertarians. Want to talk about some nerd stuff? <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, for my part, I want to say thank you to uh, everyone who listens. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Jason Doolittle, Craig DaCosta, Christy Avery, and Brandon Luke. You guys are all-stars. Thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, Thanks to my fellow League of Liberty members, Roger Paxton of The Lava Flow, Mark Clare of The Lions of Liberty, and Johnny Rocket from, uh, I I always want to say Johnny Rocket Launchpad, but Blast Off Media, uh, the Blast Off Podcast and the Launchpad Media. Do I got that right? Uh, yep, yep. Yep. All right. All good. And uh, I need to put a little card in front of me, and uh, we'll we'll put the, your promos back in, in rotation here, too, because the League of Liberty, since I have one of them on, is a network of the four of our podcasts. We have similar work ethics. We're dedicated to our craft. We have great audiences. We're an independent. You know, we're just four guys who wanted to start a podcast. We're not professors. We're not... Professional radio guys with millions of dollars behind us. We're just four dudes trying to impact the world for libertarianism, and so we want our audience to go listen to all of the Launchpad Media shows, especially Blast Off, The Lions of Liberty, and yes, even Roger Paxton's Lava Flow. Uh, and our <laughs> Roger, <laughs> just every once in a while, our our Patreon <laughs> subscribers get an exclusive monthly show where. The four hosts of those shows get together, and Johnny, we have such a good time doing that show every month.
1: We do, we do. It's so much fun. It, it's like the highlight of my month. And we did the the, <clears throat> the last one was really good, but the one at Pork Fest was great because we actually actually were all in person at a table. Yeah. It, so it was, it was it was really great meeting you guys.
0: And then Johnny Johnny is editing the next one, so it's going to sound really good with all kinds of sound effects, and it's going to be amazing. Unlike the other three times where the other three of us are like, I don't know what I'm doing, I'll just cut the ends off here. <laughs> so yeah,
1: handles. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right, thank you, Raylene Johnny Rocket. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it.
4: Thanks for having no us. Problem. Thank
0: you very much for thank, having us. Thanks
2: out. for what you do for liberty. Rock and roll, mm-hmm.
0: man. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. And thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. We're going to do a little addendum here. Uh, so right as we ended, Raylene, you were telling us what happened.
4: So the New York City Council voted to limit the number of Uber and Lyft vehicles to protect the cabbie companies. This oh. is real.
3: Wow.
4: So they are not only – they're already artificially manipulating the market, but now they are – putting a cap on how many ride-hailing vehicles are in the city. Can you believe that?
3: Well, that is yeah,
4: yes. I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those are very Man predatory
2: regulations yeah. right there.
4: Yeah, and, and then um the mayor, is uh, his name, Blasio? Mm-hmm, de Blasio. Uh, so he's going to sign it into law. But he still needs to, technically, because the city council voted it all in. So they're saying that it's going to stop congestion and to help the driver wages. This is what they're saying.
0: Right. Well, it's the city's. So, it's the city's fault. So here's what happened in New York City. They mm-hmm. they developed this system of medallions, and these medallions you buy. Basically, it's like a it's a, like a license plate for your taxi, and mm-hmm. companies can buy a ton of medallions, or you can buy one as an individual. And these medallions, you know, I heard in an interview with the Daily on the New York Times podcast, and I think he bought it at like it was like. 100 150,000 when he bought it and it went up to 800,000 at one point and then now he can sell it for like 85,000 and that was going to be his retirement and so there are three cab drivers that have killed themselves and they blame yeah. in the suicide note one blamed Uber drivers and and the cat the cab driver was like I don't blame Uber drivers I don't blame Lyft drivers for going out and doing what they are what I'm doing trying to make a living for my family what I blame the city because the city is not protecting the cab drivers and protecting our investment. And so that's why he wanted the Uber drivers to be banned, is because he wanted the city to artificially inflate the price of his medallion. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what they're doing. They're caving into the pressures of the union to artificially yep. inflate these guys, th- their medallions, right. so they'll stop protesting.
4: Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. what they'll do,
0: yeah,
1: because they're making. I heard to get a, a cab license in New it's York is like a million more dollars. Like
4: million yeah,
0: a it doesn't year. surprise me. Yeah,
1: just just to have the license for the cab right. is a million well, bucks.
4: Well, not only and this, but once the government this makes this rule, you do realize what kind of racism is going to happen, what kind of classism is going to happen here, that people won't have rides, so they have all these people. They're limiting so many people. So limiting cabs, limiting Uber, limiting. Lift and ride shares of all sorts if they limit yep. that who's not going to get picked up people who won't right.
1: tip right that's right yeah <laughs> yep. and here's the thing though too is that like first class or first hand experience is like seattle they do not want cars downtown they right. want everyone to ride the bus they want everyone to use the public transportation because it's cleaner it's 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 better for the environment they they want everyone to ride bicycles
4: justifies taking your tax money
1: right exactly Exactly. And they subsidize everything. Everything is subsidized. So if the actual bus was charging people what it was worth to ride from point A to point B, it would be like seven or eight dollars for a ride in a bus.
0: There's some Whereas, there are some seats in Indianapolis on our bus system that are fifty five dollars a seat, but yes. you're paying a dollar fifty because it's subsidized. And now Indianapolis right. only has a bus system. It's a very spread out city. They're they're implementing a mass transit, something called the Red Line, and what they're going to do is they're going to kill one of the most popular spots in town called Broad Ripple, which is a college area. So they they thought, oh, well, we'll help Broad Ripple by putting this public transportation up College Avenue. And what they're doing is they're destroying all of the parking along College Avenue. So you've got these bars right. bars like the Aristocrat where 60% of their parking is on the street, and nobody's going to be able to go to the aristocrat anymore because it'll be too inconvenient, and so people will start going elsewhere. And that's right. that's what happens in New York City. It will make it so much more expensive to get an Uber or Lyft that people won't be able to get a taxi or a Lyft because they would they'll just they'll get pissed. And so then I don't know if you guys have taken Ubers in big cities I love lately. It. Oh yeah, I do too. All the time, but Johnny. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've taken Ubers this year alone in D.C., um, Boston. I've taken one in Philly. I've taken several in Philly, Las Vegas, New Orleans. And what I have found consistently is that they're all immigrants who are here. They've been here for a very short amount of time. And so they're the guys who would have been the cab driver. But instead of paying a million or half a million dollars for one of these medallions... All they need to do is get thirty thousand dollars for a new car or whatever, right. and then they can yep. and so they're they're able to actually feed themselves and so what you hear from conservatives about immigrants is well, they're low income it's like well they're faster or higher income so you're you you're right I think the racial tension is going to really flare up as well i I hadn't it's even considered that bad. wow but yeah, people mm-hmm. are waiting for their uber they get in and then there's a guy who doesn't speak English, so they just go off at him too i mean that so, yeah, it's so. Well, and they're
4: also establishing payrolls for the drivers. <laughs> so um, they're saying, well, these people aren't even making enough money. So they're actually Not going to, force these people to pay them even more. So uh, this is just. Government it, it's,
2: is so frustrating. <laughs> it is.
1: Here's well, a, like one more thing. One more thing, Chris, is, again, like they're, they're like if I took a cab, I was in Las Vegas and I had to go to Arizona uh, over the Christmas break period, whatever. Right. Uh, and I took a cab and it was like, or to take a cab, it was going to be 350 bucks, <sighs> right. For an hour drive. Right. And I got an Uber and I talked to the chick who was driving. I'm like, uh, how much is it going to cost? She's like, uh, 150. And I'm like, that's awesome. Sure. And I gave her a great tip. like a $50 tip because I'm thinking to myself, well, I save myself a hundred dollars. Cause I would have paid 300, you know, you right. You
4: have to, you're a libertarian. You have to tip.
1: Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is she has a job now. She doesn't have like this, uh, she doesn't have this barrier into entry. Right. Right. Person can now make money. She does it for like 12 hours a day. She loves her job. She gets to drive. She can smoke, do whatever, or she doesn't smoke in the car with the client, but she let me smoke in the vehicle. It was cool. But like what I'm saying is
0: <laughs> I bet. this is
1: awesome. She is cool. You know, I remember she was like, you, you don't mind if I smoke. I'm like, fuck, no, I smoke. She's like, you can light up. Go
4: ahead.
1: <laughs> um, but like what I'm saying is this is what I'm talking about. Like that is a free market. Uber is awesome. I support that kind of stuff, like innovation. Like we can make the shit cheaper. We can bypass the system. We can bypass the regulations. We can bypass the licensing and we can actually start creating jobs.
4: Well, we and should that- be Uberizing probably- everything. That's what free markets are
0: yes it's but exactly we should be doing but yes, here's here's the all here's the problem you have you have silicon valley founded by pirates and hackers and people who are fairly libertarian and now you've got silicon valley being populated and run by beta millennial you know as as alex jones to quote him today on anthony camia, <laughs> camia uh cock-sucking globalists or globalists (laughs) yeah like like it's just people who are cucks just guys you know it's these people who believe in the power and the good of government because they grew up under the obama era where government was a force for good and so they give in to regulations they work with local you know they they don't realize their own power they don't realize that they had had the ability to free us from government, and now they're just handing over the reins left and right. And you've got a company like Apple that went from here's to the crazy ones and think different to let's ban the crazy Alex Jones who thinks different. Right. No, good it's point. Honestly,
4: good embarrassing. Point. I feel embarrassed. I have no ownership over these people. They're not part of my co- a collective that I choose. But I'm embarrassed that our people are so stupid. Right. In and and such it, ugh weak. They're weak and stupid. Yes, and you know what's going to happen right now in New York City when they talk about, oh, there's too much congestion because of the cars on the road. So this is their idea. So now nobody's going to get anywhere on time, and they won't be able to afford anything. So now nobody's going anywhere. Thanks, New York. I don't know if,
1: I don't know if you guys have noticed this, though, like in the last 10, 15 years, right? Because I've been around a little while. 40, I'm 40, right? Ooh. I've noticed that men, like the people my age, you know, will like get in the trench and do shit and make shit happen. Right. But I noticed that like the next generation are you know, our, our kids, they're very effeminate. Like the men themselves are very effeminate. Like it's the soy and plastic. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, 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 don't, maybe
4: they're I think Alex water. Jones knows what he'd say about this. I that. know he knows.
1: He knows what the fuck is Breaking going on. The on flags know gay. <laughs> you know, and, and
4: I'm saying is like
1: dudes are not dudes anymore. Like you cannot. Like I actually went to like down the street and I'm like, hey man, uh, we have some laborers who come in and they're young young kids, and I'm like, go ahead and grab that weed eater and start weeding this area or whatever, whatever, whatever I tell them to do. <laughs> and they're like I don't know how to run this thing. I'm like are you fucking kidding me? Like you, you didn't have to like mow the lawn
0: or anything and he's like no. I'm
1: like oh my god. It's like nobody knows how to fucking do anything.
0: Kids kids who I- are kids who are Gen Z don't learn to drive till they're like 18 and they're forced to. Like it's the craziest thing. When we were 16, I could not wait to get my license and now they're scared of it.
4: Well, I mean, now you have to go to driving school before you're even allowed to get in the car with your parents. Uh, it, there's a lot of regulation involved here. And we're talking about two parents working almost in every household. So who's going to do it and when? Um, uh, we also have a lot of distracting things for kids to do that they don't want to come out of their caves. They have vid- video games. They have okay. shit like Facebook. They're pretty
1: cool. They're pretty cool little Randling. Because <laughs> I, was, I was a Nintendo child. So it was nice. I love uh, my kids
4: play video games. So I'm not. I'm not above it. I'm not saying I have. I we're gamers. So I have no problem with it. But you do yeah. need to get outside, and you need to teach your kids. My children, are, the older ones, know how to do every single thing in this house. That's hmm. my domain. This is where I live.
0: My parents and, didn't and have children. They had indentured servants. <laughs> the second I was ten, I was mowing the lawn. When I was twelve, I was babysitting. I was scrubbing the floors. <laughs> like uh, it was a, a charles dickens novel i don't have kids
4: is that why cuz i swear it's that's great birth control cuz every every kid that had to babysit their younger siblings are like no it took them so long to have kids
0: no i uh, i uh i have not found anyone that will let me uh, procreate with them that's <laughs> 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 i go on a lot of dates but then after about 3 dates they're like oh yeah but you seem uh you have a libertarian podcast i can't create procreate <laughs> with you
2: your podcast so, uh, is in your living room. Chris, your
0: cats.
4: In the friend
1: zone after the first date. Like we're just friends. No,
0: friends. no. If you really want to know the truth, it's that I'm too picky. I'm. I'm a bit. That's
4: what it is. Yeah,
0: I'm a little. I knew it. I'm counter dependent, so I'm a little more. Uh, uh, I really like you. That's going to be a problem for me. <laughs> so.
4: You'll know it when you find her then because all of her flaws will be adorable and charming. (sighs) uh, You'll know it if you feel that way. That's not they're not the right one. You're doing the right thing. You got to make space for the right one to come in. So good. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Also, I can tell you're principled. So you're going to want to find somebody who's open to libertarianism she's yeah, really she encouraging can't. she's she, i like her <laughs> me too
0: sorry johnny <laughs> like, i'd
4: raylene, like to
1: welcome that's like one percent <laughs> of the population
0: right I, like, i'd like to welcome our re- newest co-host raylene Golf, you may leave oh see you guys <laughs> so, uh yeah Stolen. well it's been great having you guys on thanks so much uh it's been a fun conversation and i encourage everybody to go check out your website what is it again johnny
1: uh, it's the launchpadmedia.com forward slash blastoff. And you can find us on patreon.com forward slash podcast.
0: All right, sweet. Thanks so much, guys. Well, you guys box, thanks, you guys. Know. You guys are great. And uh, everybody, you have a good, safe weekend. Please be careful. And if you have a child, name it Chris. All right, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>
1: All right, rock and roll.